Hello, everybody. My name is Jill Renee Feeler, and welcome to this week's podcast. We have had more than our share of technical issues so far, and I'm praying <laughs> literally after resetting the Wi-Fi and restarting my computer and restarting Zoom for those that are live that we don't have the tech issues. What was happening is that, I mean, I got almost 90% through our connection exercise. It was a beautiful meditation. We'll redo it, don't worry. Um, and then I, my mic kept shutting off and the Wi-Fi was unstable. So what tends to happen when we have that this many technical uh, glitches is that it's an even more powerful uh, message. So uh, I guess in some ways I'm even more excited than I was before. All right, so what are we doing here? Every week we get together and I share from my innate wisdom connection. I know that sounds weird and woo woo, um, but it is real. And I discovered it about 12 years ago that I have this connection to wisdom and advice and insights and things that I couldn't know as human Jill, that I've not read in books and I couldn't know about other people from private sessions, etc. Um, so I actually left um, a corporate career for spending full time with my daughters when they were little and exploring this realm of consciousness and more, more specifically my consciousness and what I had access to. Um, so I didn't leave my world behind. I'm still married, uh, going on 26 years with my husband. Um, daughters are now teenagers and life continues in this realm of consciousness, which is so exciting and amazing and um, incredibly helpful to uh, more and more people that find out about what we're doing here and what's available here on earth. So anyway, let's do a brief connection exercise. I encourage you to take some nice deep breaths, slow down your breathing and allow yourself to just relax, deep, slow breaths. And on this next breath, while you're slowing everything down, place your attention on a source of light. Imagine that the source of light is behind your eyes, inside you. I know that's fun, right? Okay. And as you go deeper, deeper into this light that you're imagining that's behind your eyes, keep going further and further into that source of light that you're imagining. And then imagine that that source of light is like the top of the best slide you've ever imagined. And you jump on that slide of light and it takes you, whisks you into like curly cues and fun layers of you. And as you hop off that slide, deep breath, ah, big smile on your face. Good job. Imagine that as you step off that slide, it's like you're inside a planetarium and there's this indigo blue, maybe some purple. It is like there's a starry sky and it's all inside of you. Very cool, right? So we're inviting you into a space of mystery and wonder and love and curiosity and ideas, like great ideas, genius ideas that are within your field, all inside of you. Okay, great. Nice deep breath, smile in your face. Okay, very good. 
Okay, so let's get started with a message today. How are we doing on hearing? We good for you guys that are live? Thought, why do you have a thumbs down? <laughs> what is what is that about? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Vod, it must just be you then. I'm sorry. Um, the others are, it's all fine. So sorry about that, that you're having a tough connection this time. This time I know it's on your side because it's fine for the others and mine is good too. So, okay. Okay. So sorry, you're having trouble, <laughs> but, but maybe call back in or connect for your, your computer, but we're going to march on here. Okay. So we're off that slide. You're inside yourself in that consciousness realm of you. We're staying right here and let's hear what we have for ourselves today. Hi, Samson. Welcome. My golden retriever has just joined us. Good boy. Okay. Hmm. That sounds good. One of the most um, interesting topics that we share on is this notion of time and what is time and we had a brief discussion on this during the monthly members message this uh, recent saturday it was a message from kuan yin and somebody um a good a good friend here uh, tom said he mentioned he posted a comment and then he said well time is an illusion um and that's where we're going to kind of pick up because time being an illusion is a very common um, thing that you hear in consciousness circles and um, new age and those sorts of things. But we don't like the phrase, <laughs> Tom is an, time is an illusion. And Tom is not an illusion either. <laughs> so time is not an illusion. And let's go deeper into this because it is, um, it matters. What, what you think about this matters and it does in, impact you and your life and how you are living or, or not living the light that you are, okay? All right, so here we go. <sighs> okay. So the reason that, that we don't resonate with the idea of time being an illusion is that it discounts the genius of, of the linear time um, structure that's available and uh, we're sort of stuck in, in this reality. So the concept of linear time was something that actually had to be conceived of, created, tinkered with, adjusted, and it allows for a reality like Earth and physicality to, to be a thing, to be something that source energy can experience. And you and I, yes, we can feel trapped in it. We can, you know, dislike how time only moves forward um, in this reality. And yet the more that you expand your consciousness, the less trapped by time you'll actually feel. But going back to the, um, the premise of time being an illusion, what happens, what we see energetically with many uh, individuals that we come across that think of time as an illusion or physicality as just um, an illusion, that this whole thing is just a holographic reality sort of thing, is that it cheapens the experience here. And what we know about you is that every single human having an experience is here at some level of themselves at the eternal self. At some point, they made a human to have an incarnation, not because they had to, not because they needed to come here to learn, not because they needed to evolve as a soul, not because God is having an identity crisis and is coming here to get to know itself, but really because this is a very strange, unique, and deeply special experience 
to be here on Earth. Not everybody gets the option to have a human bodysuit. Those, um, those tickets are handed out carefully and they're not, not randomly assigned. Um, you need to sign up for it. Not everybody gets a spot. Um, so for those that are here, there is a, a sacredness to this. So then this idea that uh, upon, especially that it happens once somebody is, is so-called woke or awakened, that then they then stumble across the idea that time and space and physicality is an illusion. It, it's sort of like how, how paradoxical that by expanding one's mind, they actually fall into this false trap that time is an illusion and everything is just a holographic reality and nothing is real. It cheapens the entire experience. And for many people that, that uh, decide to play that it's true that time is an illusion, they have less meaning and less purpose in their life. They're less connected to their humanness. They're less connected to the human race and life forms in general. And automatically that will disconnect them even more fully than they already are from their eternal self energy. Okay, so that's why we don't like it. Um, it's also um, uh, intoxicating to the human brain. The, the human brain loves the idea that it knows something that nobody else knows. So this, um, this concept of a sense of arrogance and ego of walking around saying, well, time is just an illusion, you know, in a very sort of like, you don't know anything if you don't know that. <laughs> a way that some people will talk about it as if they know something most people don't know. And uh, if you don't know it, you're, you're not conscious, you know, and you're not smart. Um, but then they, it's not acting smart whenever it's not wise to act out of accordance with what your eternal energy field is, which is eternal. And eternity includes time, <laughs> linear time, like we have here, because this reality is part of eternity. You can't, that, you, you, <laughs> duh, right? So eternity and the all that is includes here. It includes you. It includes me. It includes our mortality. It includes the, the linear time convention that was a huge feat of accomplishment in the all that is. So some of us that tend to like um, that more, I want to say structural, what? Yeah, Metatron's like, let me help with this. Those of us that sort of geek out on the fundamentals of what makes this reality tick and why it works the way it does, um, we tend to love this mind-mending notion of, of time and linear time, and that's partly why we're going into, to, to an, into it today. So, it's not an illusion. From this experience, it is more than real. It's punishingly <laughs> real, and nobody gets out of here alive. So, linear time is actually such a convention, such a reality, that, uh, that it shuts... That, this human form doesn't exist outside of it. Okay. Okay, let's just feel that for a minute. So we're really, really poking at this concept of mortality. And of course, the consciousness, the part of you that 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 conceived of having a human experience, the part of you that that received that um, opportunity or requested the opportunity to have a human incarnation here on Earth that part of you is timeless. It's beyond time. It's out of time. Okay, 
Yeah, I know. Your mind, hopefully, is in like the biggest, like Bavarian pretzel sort of shape ever. It's twisted. It's distorted. It's like, what? <laughs> okay, perfect. Perfect. Okay, breaking free <laughs> from, from what the human brain can grasp. And yet here we are conversing about it. Isn't this amazing? Yay, consciousness. Okay. So why does this place matter so much? And why do we care enough about time to talk with you about time in this way? It is sacred. And it's just, it's just one of the many sacred elements of, of here, of, of now. Hmm. Without a now, there isn't a you. And without a you, there isn't a now. This now within the construct of your physical reality, you hearing this through your human ear auditory system, your, if you're watching the video, your visual sensation of your humanness, watching this experience and, and watching Jill as she, as she smiles and, and articulates what we're doing here. This is magic. This is beyond explanation. This is beyond proofs and scientific studies. This is the wonder of life. And it is so captivating, so dreamy, so special, so sacred and real and glorious that it attracts the most amazing eternal self energy fields to be here, to be you, to be me, to be now. Upgrades the human experience right there, doesn't it? That not only did your eternal self want to be here, your eternal self, in some cases, fought to be here, fought to have your you. You carefully designed as much as you could about your human journey, about your human experience, knowing that there is far more that's up to chance, up to luck, up to uh, forces that are outside of your control including all the other humans that you interact with on the planet. So your you is a carefully designed, deeply considered expression of your eternal self energy. Okay, hang on, Samson. No, good boy. Sorry, Sammy's all licky. And he's licking his knee. Sam, stop. Oh, that's why you looked at me. You're all muddy. You gave me that look downstairs like, Mom, you're going to want to wipe me off. Now I get it. I'll do that later. That's okay. Alrighty. Good boy. Okay. So when from within our human bodysuit, we can begin to have a truer concept of just how intentional you are in your incarnation, from your eternal self energy's perspective, you start to take yourself more seriously. You start to have a bigger framework from which to view not just you, but all all life here, your opportunities, how well designed you are actually for this reality. And notice that does not mean fitting in. Actually, some of you are geniusly designed to not fit in with your reality in an upgraded sort of bringing a whole new 
version of humanity online by who and what you are, by your independent ways, by your being much more indifferent about what others think or care about you. You've disregarded others' opinions of you enough to create a pioneering version for yourself, to defy odds, to create new territory, to explore new versions of yourself that were not originally on board. It's extremely impressive. And it requires a sense of authority over yourself in order to do so, to not only to overcome challenges, but to literally um, bring into fruition a version of yourself that is not just likable and lovable, hopefully by you to begin with, but that defies the odds, defies logic in all, in all the good ways, in a supernatural sort of, that's not possible. Oh my God, that like she's showing us this is possible. He's demonstrating this is possible. This is blowing my mind. This is so crazy cool of what humans can do when our consciousness is expanded to what's true, the kind of truth that is true, whether you believe it or not, at the eternal self level, at the God source level. Okay. So you're here in this convention of time and space. You chose your time. You chose your time of birth. It affects a big part of what you experience. Right there, let's just layer in something else to further sort of um, upset conventions that are so common and popular in consciousness teachings. So we've already dispelled the myth that time is an illusion. It's, it's not, and it's um, not only unproductive, it's counterproductive to, to act as if it is. But also, the next one, <laughs> the next, next myth will... will uh, dematerialize here and offer to you for your own consideration is that incarnations uh, that there are past lives and you'll have future lives and and they string along in linear time in that way by viewing your life as the current iteration in a series of incarnations you put your notion of your eternal self energy in the time space continuum which is limiting. Your eternal self energy, as we've discussed, is out of time. It's beyond time. It's beyond the time space continuum. So I know it's very popular to get sort of past life readings and what happened in my past life. And with many people, there's a um, a sort of uh, preoccupation with that because there's the notion that you need to figure out what you didn't accomplish in your past life so that because the the idea is that you're having your current life because you didn't get it all right before and then you're going to fix it now and then hopefully have an even better next life or maybe even not come back all of that is a fallacy all of that is a myth the truth is that since your eternal self energy that we're inviting you into the the real eternal self energy construct 
because it's beyond time, the eternal self is able to reflect on and consider and grasp any time it wants to for its incarnations. So not only is there not a past life, nor is there necessarily a future life at the eternal self level, they're not even happening in any numerical uh, linear time order. So your quote unquote next life could be 5,000 years ago from where you are now. You get to pick. At the eternal self level, you get to pick your birth date. I mean, just consider for a moment the power of that one little choice alone and how differently everything is set up based on the time of your birth. Then you add in the other choices that you do have as your eternal self. You get to pick where you were born, your birthplace. Again, your life is very different. A life is very different based on where you were born and what time, what era you were born into, right? This, this is exciting, right? So it's like, okay, I chose that. Whoa, okay. So the human to human interaction that you and I are having now, we chose to be alive on this date of whenever you're listening. Well, when we're recording it, yes, but you may listen to this in the future in linear time. <laughs> The other item that you get to pick, which has a dramatic influence on the life that you will have, you get to pick your parents and they have to say yes. So you get to pick what genetic references you're starting with. You get to obviously pick your uh, human race, the culture that you'll be born into. Those are also part of your menu list that you have as your eternal self. Very cool, right? Okay. So, <laughs> right? There's a lot of trade-offs that we make in those choices because nobody, nobody's perfect. In the human structure, there's inherent flaws in, in, the, in the system. Even in the future, by the way. We haven't, we haven't figured it out then, then, quote unquote, either. <laughs> okay. So the, the, you know, you can find beauty in the flaws. You can find uh, humor and vulnerability in the flaws. Use flaws can be used for advantages, depending on your outlook and how you look at things and whether you're a victim sort of temperament or a, or a, oh, I can manage this. I can land on my feet here too, sort of personality. Your personality type is in many ways, um, a consideration in terms of pre-wiring, whether you are naturally skeptical and maybe pessimistic, or whether you tend to be naturally optimistic and cheerful and pleasant, no matter what circumstances, those can also be built in to, to your you pre-incarnation. Yeah, it's amazing, right? So these types of considerations, these factors are controllable at the eternal self level. Okay. Okay. And then there's a whole bunch of other things <laughs> that are, that are uncontrollable, right? 
We've got free will once we get here. We've got environmental factors. We've got unconsciousness and consciousness. This Think of it sort of like a sliding scale, <laughs> like, in the, like the visible spectrum of light and the invisible spectrum of light. Consciousness levels go, go it's a really wide keyboard there of ranges. Uh, so there's so many variables that, that the eternal self not only can't plan for, knows it can't plan for, and in many ways doesn't, doesn't have an intention, doesn't desire to plan for it. it if it's going to have an incarnation on Earth, it knows there's this huge wild card <laughs> component to the, whole, to the whole shebang, right? And it is, it's humorous to, to many of us at the eternal self level of just how carefully you can plan something and how differently you can end up going. <laughs> it's like, but I picked these two parents that were scientists and I wanted to make a difference in science. Uh, and then I got hit by a car and I had a brain injury and there was no science going on from me on the inside out, but everyone was picking and pro poking and prodding on me. And the scientists loved me because, you know, I had this, you know, brain injury. You know, I'm just giving a hypothetical of just how something can go not that you can't plan for. And it's like, oh, well, there goes that, there goes that plan. And you just sort of smile at it because it's like, well, what else, what else can I do in this life then with that situation, right? There's so many different variables that are, that are here within our control. And this is one of the many reasons why we encourage you and want to inspire you to take more authority for this huge range of free will that you have about who and what you are. So rather than pre be preoccupied unnecessarily with past lives and that aren't even past <laughs> or future lives and, and that aren't even future, right? What you've got here is your moldable clay, you, and it's more than enough to work with. The possibilities are almost endless. And the ranges and knobs and gears and levers and ideas, dreams that you have for what you can be are so worthy of exploration. Some of you are already just blissfully happy in your life. That's so great. Good for you, right? And, and some of you are curious about, oh, maybe what if I could be even more happy? Could I be happy in this situation? Could I be happier if I adjust that? What if I did more of this and less of that? What if I uh, worked on this or, or stopped working on that? <laughs> There's just, it depends on what your goals are too. If your goal is happiness, maybe what you'll, what you'll tweak and adjust and uh, curate is something different than if your objective is uh, achievement and making a difference in the world and fixing a problem in the world. Okay, sometimes those are actually opposite of happy. It's the the um, investment is so great that there's a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety involved in solving the world's big problems and things like that. Okay. And ideally, it doesn't have to be an or. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you gave yourself more permission for the ands, the combinations <sighs> of happiness plus productivity of caring enough about your life and you being here that you want to make it count that you want to make it matter to you by your standards most of you tend to do things most of you in a group like this that would experience a message like this 
tend to be quite pioneering. You tend to be explorers of consciousness, explorers of human potential, and all those things. And that's one of the reasons we love to share a message like this with you. Because what a perfect audience for a message like this, for reminders of this magnitude. Hmm. <sighs> okay. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Oh, I kind of don't want to go here. There's a... <laughs> okay, let me get a drink of water. And then we'll do the chat room and questions and conversations after the message. Okay. Hmm. <sighs> hmm. <laughs> Metatron's like, do you want another drink of water? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. So for those of you that have hung out with us before, you know that we talk about the afterlife experience and the situation of um, yeah I just Mary Magdalene was just saying you'd like to do this a different way than you did last time yes and I said yes it's not that the other time that we talked about the afterlife and the um, the pitfalls there it's not that that wasn't productive and insightful and uh, valuable. It's that if we're going to sort of recover those tracks, let's do it in a from a different way, so that we can um, get a, a different gift, hopefully, from it. Okay. Okay. Hmm. We're at a new edge here, you guys. This is good. In the afterlife, just like we've talked about two very popular things within consciousness that are not true and that are very confusing um, and they leave people confused, um, they lead to decisions and actions that are not productive um, in, a, in a forward momentum way. They are a tangential, it's a tangential, um, stagnant, and or downward spiraling experience to pretend from your humanness that time is an illusion. And same for if you are believing that your past lives are past and that you are here to set and restore what you didn't fix before, okay? Those are not true. So just like those aren't true, it is also not true, and I'm, oh, I'm getting nauseous in my stomach because there's so many forces that do not like it when I talk about this. And it hasn't stopped me before and it's not stopping me now. 
because that's why I'm here. Just like there are myths, mistruths about that, and actually those truths, excuse me, those mistruths, let's just call them lies, shall we? Those lies lead to increased vulnerability of being lied to in the afterlife. So when your body stops working and there is a field of energy, which I call consciousness, that is not yet restored with its an eternal with with its eternal source energy consciousness. I call it your plus one. Okay, we came up with that name in the ascended living series or living ascended. I think it was the living ascended series. Your plus one is not in the bodysuit anymore. And it's sort of uh, out there not in the astral. It's in the inner realms. Remember, we got off that slide earlier, there's multiple layers of that. Okay. In the disembodied state, it's still confused. It's, it's more likely to be confused if in the human bodysuit, it was confused. That's why we spend so much time talking about these things, bodysuit to bodysuit, not in the astral, not in your dream space, right here, in your human bodysuit. Okay. In the afterlife experience, it is more likely that if someone was lied to and believed those lies in their humanness, that those lies will continue on into the afterlife and cause actions and decisions to be made that are not necessary, that are not productive, that are either stagnant or downward spiraling. And what we're talking about here is that in the afterlife, sorry to use afterlife, but it's a it, it makes sense. It is still in linear, it's still in the linear time convention. Okay, and it literally is after this life, but it's not to the all that is yet. It's not to the beyond time state of beingness. So therefore, there is room for distortion and room for control and manipulation. So what happens in that afterlife experience is that there are greeters, there are multiple layers of the afterlife. Take a deep breath. If your mind is racing right now, get right back on that slide, go deeper and just listen. You get to decide what you believe. My job is to offer you what I know. Your job is to decide what you to decide what you do with it. I definitely have my preferences for what you choose. Because I care about you. And I love you. That's why we're doing this. The afterlife greeters at some point may and most likely will say something to the effect of welcome. Um, let's do your life review. And let's see if you need to go back. And that's the lie. You never have to go back. You never had to be here. So you never have to go back. You can't truly need you no consciousness truly needs to reincarnate for any reason other than choice. The greeters won't tell you that. 
because they're within the distortion. They're within the manipulation. They're within the control. Now notice, manipulation and control does not need to have a value judgment on it. There are ways to manipulate that are benevolent. Please brush your teeth every day. It's good for your dental health. It makes fresh breath. <laughs> you know, please don't use fluoride toothpaste. <laughs> or do. It's your choice. <laughs> okay. So the afterlife experience tends to, especially in our timeline, where there is so much misinformation and lies about what life is, about what the eternal self is, about what God is, about what science is, about what the, the non-physical realms are, about what time is, etc., etc., etc. So this ability for individuals to believe those greeters, just like they believe somebody here when they say time is an illusion. Oh, I didn't know time was an illusion. Oh, well, that sounds kind of cool, actually, that time is an illusion. I didn't know that before, and I feel cool that I know that, right? Those greeters are forming, they're, they're performing a role. They're non-physical, right? So they may even have a, I wouldn't call it a plasma body, but it is an etheric body of some form, um, and they can shapeshift. And they, they're not necessarily bad. They're just misinformed is how you can look at them. But they want to, their job is to get you back into the incarnation cycle. Because there are reasons why we have this, these layers beyond this, within this reality that are distinct from, that keep this reality distinct from the all that is. Those layers are also what make linear time possible. They're what make physical uh, physical form possible. Okay, so those layers matter. And at some point along the way, somebody got the wrong idea <laughs> that we can't, upon death, just come and go as we please through the actual sacred uh, eternal portals uh, between this reality and the all that is. Again, beyond time, beyond the notion of time. <sighs> okay, so it is a lie that you have to reincarnate. So just like if someone and the, the I'm, I'm using specifically, again, the example I used, there's two examples we used in the Living Ascended series because they work so well. One is when somebody tries to give you a sample, like at a mall or in a shopping center, wherever you are, and they, do you want a sample of perfume? Uh, oh, hi, pretty lady. Do you want a sample of our skincare line, right? For those of you that are that feel compelled to say yes, even though you don't want to, even though you're busy, uh, but you want to be nice, and they're just trying to do their job, there's a whole bunch of rationalizations about doing something that somebody else wants you to do that you don't want to do, okay? So it is wise to not even meet with those greeters. Their, their whole system is distorted. So even the life review they're going to offer you is distorted towards problems, problems about you and what if you went back you could probably fix to add insult to injury you're less likely to be able to fix them in the reincarnation or what i call recycle bin because your choices for reincarnating are not the same choices that you get when you're in the afterlife in or excuse me when you're at the eternal self level when you had all those choices that we talked about before in the recycle bin of the afterlife reincarnation experience you're not at the eternal self level 
you're manipulated into thinking that you have to reincarnate again and the choices that you get for when you incarnate your parents and your birthplace are limited they're it's like a, a multiple choice q a versus an essay question in college okay so everything is sort of dumbed down in your choices so it you're it's a compromised situation and I'm mad about it as Jill. I, I mean, and, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. My team just said she's not too happy about it as her eternal self either. Um, and it is actually one of the primary reasons that I'm here reincarnated in the way that I am right now, knowing what I know with the innate connection that I have, because I hate that system so much. It's not fair. It's not fair because the compromises here in our consciousness are, are, effed up enough and then the idea that in the afterlife the manipulation and distortions continue and like who is able to really utilize their free will with that kind of kind of compromised um, energy system and all these other ways that we are flawed it's already hard enough to be human and then you add all these big picture sorts of decisions to it um, and feeling, you know, incapable of living your life and to the best of your ability. I mean, there's just, it's hard here and it can get easier when we can be more discerning about what is truth and what is a lie. And the more that we do that from within our human body suits while we're alive, the more capable we are of calling BS on that nonsense in the afterlife, but not in a debate sort of way. Okay. If you have ever had a weird phone call from like an IRS scammer or, you know, there's just scams, right? The, and those telemarketers that are, that are scammers trying to get you, you're trying to get money from you and, you know, or pretending that they're your niece and they're stuck in Italy and they lost their passport. And can you please moneygram them $10,000 right away or they're going to be locked in a foreign prison? I mean, think of that kind of scam, okay? That's how I look at all of this because they're so well-trained. <laughs> um, if you actually talk to victims of scams, they're not stupid people. I mean, maybe they're less discerning. Okay, let's be honest, right? Uh, because some of us would be like, I, I get those you know, phone calls or I've seen those emails before and I'm like, this is such a scam. <laughs> you know, it's so obvious to tell. Not everybody has that discernment. Some are more trusting, you know, it's, we're all different. Anyway, but this, this scam is too good. The scam is too real. So with all the different ways that we've tried to fix this, the best, most honest way that I know of right now, and it's risky. It's not risky because it's going to get any worse than it is. It's risky in that it may not work because it's very difficult for humans to even hear a message like this and, and give it any credibility whatsoever. But we hand over our health to scientists and medicine that is, I believe, benevolent intentions, but deeply flawed um, information. So it's weird, I think, in this timeline, whom we trust and whom we don't trust. It's just so weird it's so weird right now on the planet but anyway i pick now you pick now so 
the risk that's worth taking for me is that I look nuts talking about these things. But I know from myself and how I wired myself to have an undergraduate degree that's business and economics and an MBA and I love Ayn Rand and I love rational thought and I love logic and I love carrying ideas out um, in a visionary way to its to its most logical conclusion and and being able to assess like that would be good for us that would be good for humanity or that's destructive that's not going to go anywhere good um, I have one of those systems that I put here for me as Jill hopefully you benefit from that right so when you combine it with my innate wisdom of what I have access to, I'm trying to be clear and as logical as possible in purely esoteric concepts that I know I can't prove. I know I can't prove this. But just because we can't prove something with our current systems of proof does not mean it's not true. Sorry. It's just the way it is, right? So the, the best way to get not only through a good life, to, to live your life as in, a, in a glorious, upward-spiraling, expansive, <clears throat> positively-oriented way, the best way to do that is to know what we've talked about here and a whole bunch of other things that we share in our work. It, the, the cool part about it is that knowing this information in your humanness assists you in the afterlife because you have authority over your plus one consciousness that you are operating from in so many ways here. Think of all the times you have thought things were true and then you were like, oh, that's not true. Okay, now I know, right? And you upgraded as a result of it. A lot of you have walked away from really silly <laughs> ideas that didn't seem silly at the time. And then in hindsight, it's just like, that was so funny that I thought that. I remember thinking in an esoteric way that I and my children could pretend that a potato chip had the health benefits of broccoli just by our intention. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. We cannot manipulate matter in that way yet. Hopefully at some point, but not in this timeline. And there's a lot of poor health in consciousness communities um, and new age communities to, to prove that, that some of the things that we try are flawed. We also can't meditate our way into good health. Um, Savage room, right? Okay. All right. So this, this idea of sort of uh, training in a way and living as you're you right now, alive and well and breathing and functioning and body's still, still working and you're still here, you considering things like this so that you can then explore for yourself whether you decide that it's true. You actually incorporate that energy structure of eternal truth into your plus one, which benefits you in the afterlife. Because just like when I walk through the mall, I got a place to go. I don't window shop. I go to get what I need and I get out of there. I don't like to shop, but I like to get the things I want. <laughs> There's a difference. So I have never stopped at any of those nice, tend to be pretty people, right? At these different kiosks and booths or whatever. Oh, would you, you know, would you like to do this? Or would you please try this sample? Or would you like to do this survey? No. And sometimes I am so purposeful in my element, they don't even ask me. They don't even say, miss, 
or ma'am or whatever. They, they're just like, oh, she's lost. She's not, she's not going to play our game. There she goes, <laughs> right? <laughs> she's just walking. All I see is her backside, right? Um, so is it not nice? I guess that depends on standards. I'm not preventing them from doing their job. I'm just preventing them from doing their job with me because I have control over me and they have control over them and we all have control over ourselves and that's the only control we have truly okay but it's more than enough to take authority for that and then live your life accordingly with that all right okay so your plus one which is what i'm calling the consciousness that is not your eternal self energy level of knowing but it is your level of knowing that you operate from here the truer your energy, your consciousness level is here relative to your eternal self, we tend to be happier, more connected, uh, more alive in our light. Our, our, we look vibrant and clear. Our, our eyeballs, you know, sparkle. We look alive. We're not the walking dead. We're not zombies, right? We don't have a gray color to our skin, right? We're just very, and we tend to be even high functioning <laughs> and responsive and aware <laughs> and alive, you know, all the good qualities of being alive. Um, so this, this option for you to operate from your plus one in a way that is in alignment with your eternal energy, it benefits you also not just here benefits you in the afterlife because there have been experiences of individuals right they're not in their human form but they're in their uh, uh esoteric form etheric form and they're operating still within some realm of the time space continuum but beyond the act beyond this version of physical and the greeting committee is there and it's very very similar to the person wanting you to take their sample. I know, and I, I've even had other humans tell me that I have ascended multiple times in the afterlife as like a profession. I'm really good at this, okay? I'm good at no bullshit. I'm good at discernment. I'm good at that feels true. That doesn't, that does not feel true to me. Why doesn't it feel true to me? It's because this is true. And if this is true, then that can't be true, right? I, it's just how I'm wired and how I'm connected. So in the afterlife, I also have that system, but what I've, oh, I didn't know that before. Thank you. I've already tried it where there was a version of me hanging out in that afterlife experience, trying to get people's attention in the same way that the greeting committee gets their attention. But because of what your afterlife experience is in many ways, uh, tuned energetically to what you know and what you experience and expect from your beliefs here. Okay. I felt very impactful in the afterlife. It felt like it was too late. And I realized that I needed, I wanted to actually create a human form to be able to do this life to life, human to human, and experiment whether this works better. It's working. And I'm so happy about that. Because all of this afterlife kind of stuff, I've known for several years, and I didn't want to talk about it. And I knew, I knew there would be um, pushback, um, demoralization, frustration, anger, uh, not necessarily at me, but just like, 
you're kidding me, you know, because I every time I talk about this, it happened in the Living Ascended series. I'll put a link to that, by the way, and I do want to put a discounted price on it because it's a fabulous series. So I'll put a special pricing on it, um, maybe for a month. It's awesome. And there's a lot of other nice fundamentals, like I wish you knew this. About, I wish you knew this so that you could live a better life and have a better afterlife experience. Get all the way home <laughs> to your eternal self is the goal. Once you disconnect from the bodysuit, and it, and it does happen, and it is happening more and more. God, there's so much to talk about here. We may have to continue this. This would be a really fun conversation, actually, for the Boise workshop, because I had an experience. I was driving to our vacation home, and sorry, my head is being weird right now. Um, I was driving to McCall. We have a vacation property up there. I think I was driving by myself, and I was listening to music, it was right around the holidays and a Whitney Houston song came on that I love. Um, it's I Believe in You and Me. Love it. And I really, really love Whitney's voice. Um, but I don't like how she was manipulated in this reality. Anyway, the song stopped and I felt a connection to Whitney Houston. <laughs> Metatron's laughing at me like, okay, they were almost to believing you. <laughs> Those that were new to work and now you're saying you're talking to Whitney Houston and you lost them. That's okay. Come back later. <laughs> maybe, you'll believe, maybe you'll believe it then because I want you to believe it. I want you to know it's true. Anyway, we had a really powerful experience and then she gave you wonderful markers of how real it was because then when I was flipping through my, f or no, the music stopped and I didn't, I didn't stop it. So I'm kind of trying to drive on this mountain road in my awesome car that's so fun to drive on the mountain roads. And the, the, uh, my iPhone was not playing the song, like a tech glitch. And I was like, what is going on? Like, why can't I, why isn't the song playing? And then I had this very powerful experience with Whitney um, and with some others um, that had been stuck in the astral and I helped them through it. And they heard me, they heard me. Um, it is easier to hear from a human form. It's what got Jesus here too, right? It got, it's what, it's got, it what, it's what has led many of us to be informed right now. Hi, Smokey, come here, honey. Um, so this, this matters what we're doing right now. Anyway, we'll talk about that, the Whitney, the Whitney experience, um, at the Boise workshop would be perfect for that at the end of April. And I love talking about time and I love what we did today. You can tell we're wrapping up. <laughs> okay. So in the chat room, if you want to add questions or whatever, that would be great. Um, yeah, I like what we did though today. Okay. So can you get all the way to your eternal energy field? Can your plus one join your eternal energy? Yes, and it's ideal when it does, because then you have that broader range of choices. You have the clarity of, oh, I don't even need to incarnate. Oh, that's awesome. If I want to go back, I can go back, but I don't have to go back. Um, no one has to come back. So the, the downside of the system that we have now with the recycle bin, we have so many compromised energy fields. It is so different. I can completely tell. When somebody is living a life in which they've come, they've incarnated from the recycle bin of energy, they're dramatically compromised and they're that spark. Oh my God. It's just like, ugh. and they may show up sparkly right in their, in their young forms or not. Right. Sometimes not. Um, but most babies are sparkly. Right. But then over time, the, the genetic, uh, compromise, and the energy field that they're operating from, the version of consciousness, their, their version of plus one didn't come, if you will, straight from the source energy. It came from that recycle bin. So there's a naturally compromised state of those individuals. 
and it sucks and I hate it. And I don't like that that system is here. I, I, I try to not get too distracted by who did this? You know, I just want to know what are we going to do about it? <laughs> you know, I'm not one of those people that like, who did this? I want to, I want to have a conversation with them. We got to, we got to shut this down. You can't shut it down. Trust me. I've tried. We've tried. If this message feels to you like, like you are helping tell yourself something, sorry, my gray cat Smokey is quite the precocious one. And he's like clawing at the under, under fabric of my bed and our headboard. I love him, but he's Smokey. Did you come from the recycle bin? <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So there's, there is only so much that you can do with that compromised energy field and it absolutely sucks. I don't think it's fair. It got me here all this way because they still, maybe we can increase their chances, right? That this time, uh, either in their humanness, they'll get it, but I doubt it. But maybe in the afterlife, maybe there will be so many of us like at the mall, right? When they're handing out samples and 20 people are around kind of going in different directions around that kiosk that's trying to hand out those samples and trying to get people to buy whatever they're selling. When there's a predominance or even anybody, if people, when I know when people see me just stream by and even if they say, ma'am, you know, would you like a sample? No, thank you. And then I keep going. I'm, I'm polite. I say, thank you. I don't say no, you stupid. <laughs> I don't do that. Um, but they know like, oh, she, she's not taking it. Maybe uh, I don't want to take it either. No, thank you. And then they walk on. I, maybe sometimes they're like, oh, thanks lady for reminding me that I had permission to say no, thank you with something I didn't want. Okay. If you want to reincarnate, that's great, but please do it from the eternal self energy where you have the full range of choices you deserve because earth is hard. Human life is not easy. You want as many choices as possible so that you can uh, set yourself up for success as much as possible here. So for any of you that are worried that you're part of the recycle bin, you guys, it doesn't matter. It, it, I mean, it really, it doesn't matter. You're already here, right? So what I, I, I don't think it matters. I mean, I guess you can decide it matters, but where's that going to get you? Um, if you're belaboring that point, what matters is that you're here, you're in your human bodysuit. And if you're, you're all the way through this much of the message, then clearly something is clicking for you. Okay. That's good. What do you want to be true? What will you live as a truth that aligns you with the version of yourself that is better than you were yesterday. Why would you not want that? A lot of humans act as if they don't. It's like they're fighting for what's broken in them. They're fighting for their victimhood. And one great explanation for why that happens is they're in a compromised position already. So I want to save them too. I want to fix it. I can't fix it for them. They are a sovereign being. They do have free will, whether they recognize it or not, whether they use it or not, whether they act on it or not, whether they have the right information to make informed choices or not. There's only so much any of us can do for anyone else other than ourselves. It's humbling beyond belief. That doesn't mean it's not true. 
I think any of us that are parents are like painfully aware <laughs> of this reality, right? Yeah, especially especially as they get into teenagers and adulthood, you're, you're, uh, the real is the slap in the face reality of, oh my God, I can't fix that now. It's, it's all on them, <laughs> right? Their grades, you know, whatever. It's their friend choices. There's only so much you can do as the parent to sort of, you know, uh, structure the environment. And yes, you can be a role model, but I mean, if you have a rebellious teen, <laughs> whatever you're modeling, they're going to do the antithesis of that. <laughs> I was a rebellious teen. I know all about this, right? Okay. All right. Wow. We went big today. Woohoo. Okay. Uh, Melanie's asking a great question. Okay. So if we say no to the recycle bin, what would be likely to happen? Would there be resistance from these beings? Do think of it like a telemarketer. If you answer the phone call from the telemarketer, that's trying to tell you a lie that you, I mean, literally there are so many, I'm in the, I'm in the US, right? IRS scams, internal revenue service scams, and other sorts of fraud scams. Um, you know, you owe money or whatever. Um, I mean, there's just, some of us never get called on those things. And then sometimes we do get called. Some of us always get called, right? They tend to focus on uh, the elderly, right? Because they're more vulnerable. And the elderly statistically are more likely to answer the phone because they tend to be, well, I think this is true statistically. I don't want to be making up lies. Um, they are more likely to stay on the phone because sometimes they're alone and there's no one else they've talked to that day. So even if it's a telemarketer, they're talking to a human, right? So, and then the, these telemarketers, they're trained, they're good, right? At developing a bond and, you know, would you, you know, coming up with reasons to send the money and all these things. So, um, so you can say no and depending on how, I mean, it, and then you can go more to the mall version where it's a little bit more innocent, right? Um, some of them will not even, you can, if you're in the right energetic presence, you can walk by and they'll see your energetic structure that you're not interested in what they're doing. Um, especially if they're kind of, I want to say more well-trained at their job, they'll be like, oh, we're not, we're not going to get her. Have, you know, see you maybe again another time. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for walking by. You know, they won't even bother you. They won't even try. Right. And that's my experience more of the mall. Right. Or they may say, I mean, I go to the mall, Melanie, if you're, if you're not sure how you'd handle it, go to the mall <laughs> and see how you do. Right. It's training. <laughs> it's good training. Another great training, by the way, is the after you get your luggage experience at the Mexico tourism site airports, Cancun, Cabo, Mazatlan, Puerto Vallarta, etc. You, you're exhausted from wherever you're coming from, right? You went through customs, passport control, you got your bags finally, hopefully they made it. If not, you're even more stressed. And then you think, okay, finally, we're out of that. And now we can get to our hotel. And then there's all these people in uniforms and they're like, oh, uh, and they have clipboards. They look so official. What is it about a clipboard where you think somebody has authority, right? They've got clipboards and they're like, what's your name? Let's see if you're on this list. And uh, did you arrange transport already? Or can I help you get a taxi? They sound so helpful, beautiful people. They're salespeople and they're trying to get you to sign up. Uh, and in their system and keep you there so that they can sign you up for a timeshare free breakfast. And they'll say, it's just breakfast. It's four hours of hell <laughs> of highly trained individuals trying to get you to sign up for something you don't want, don't need, and may not even be able to have, may not, not even be able to afford. Right? So it's, yeah, 
that's a great test, <laughs> right? I've been there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, anyway. And now we just walk right through because now we know like, oh, those, they're, they're not our people. They're not really here to help us. They're here to help us keep us from getting outside the building into where there is a person that has my last name on it and guiding us to our car, okay? So there are multiple ways to get through the afterlife, just like there are multiple ways to get through a Mexican airport <laughs> without getting distracted by the timeshare folks that don't say their timeshare, they say everything right so that you'll hang out there longer and then they can you know, try to manipulate you into signing up for something you don't wanna do. <sighs> okay, you just wanna go on vacation. Um, so there's multiple ways it happens. They are very savvy. They're very well-trained. They think their job is to help you in the afterlife so that you can decide what you're coming back for. It's probably not even in their training that, uh, yeah, Metatron just said is, it isn't. In that structure, in those roles, it is not in their training that you can just walk through, right? The more experienced ones, they have a like a supervisor. They kind of know like them. She's you're never going to get her to sit down with you. She's walking right where she needs to go. Smart lady right there, <laughs> right? Actually, we're beyond gender at that point. So, smart smart former human <laughs> right there. They know us, right? Just like they know, just like any scammer knows who's more likely that they can scam and who is like not even on target, not even worth their time. Be that person that is beyond a manipulator or scammer's reach. If you're not living in your authority in this life, I doubt you're gonna be operating from a sense of sovereignty in the afterlife. The worst thing that happens is you reincarnate when you didn't have to. But I didn't wanna talk about this at any time because it's super uncomfortable. People get really pissed off about it. They get mad. And then I, what I was more worried about is, where's my Aunt Sally? <laughs> you know, did she reincarnate? You know, that sense of like, what happened to my loved ones? You know, the concern. Uh, well, again, the worst thing that can happen is that they reincarnated. But nobody has to reincarnate. So, so you guys can see how, how easily frustrated I get sometimes. I'm like, when people are like, well, I did my past life reading, Jill. So, and I'm like, why did you do that? Well, I want to see what I'm here to work on. And I'm just like, did you not hear anything we've been talking about? Why did you not listen to the Living Ascended series or even the Spirituality 501 series, which was totally free and on YouTube and on iTunes? I mean, like, uh. <laughs> Damn it, right? Who's not listening, right? But there's free will <laughs> and there's that consciousness spectrum slide that we talked about earlier. So I choose to stay positive about what I can share and how I can share it and who can hear it. And I do hear from many, though the success part I didn't get to, and we'll talk about this more in the April workshop, but um, I have heard there, I mean, we're really, you guys that listen to stuff like this and watch stuff like this, we tend to be a very savvy group. Um, and it's not a surprise that many of us, um, there's a good portion of us that are actually in like the healthcare field, um, holistic care field. We are, you know, holistic nurses and uh, palliative care and all those things. Um, I, or, or, you know, adult children of aging parents. It warms my heart when I hear from people that said they were part of that series, Living Ascended, or they heard, they heard us talk about this and they were able to say to their dying parent or their dying loved one, remember you're already loved by God. Remember, you don't have to come back here. 
remember you are eternally light and that it may not have felt that way very much in your human life, but dad, mom, Sally, you are. So I know you didn't know that in your human life, but if you can hear it now, that's good. And then those of us that have connection skills for the eternal realms, we can track where their energy field went and more are making it all the way back to the eternal self energy. So it is working, but you guys, I want it to be everybody. I, I would love it if that entire, if all those jobs were lost, I'm, I'm all for gainful employment. That is not gainful. That is deceitful employment. So I would rather those jobs and those, those etheric body forms be doing something else that is for the progression of humanity, not the regression of humanity. I hate that. Free will, sliding consciousness, it allows for that type of bullshit and nonsense, not just here, but in the afterlife. Okay. All right. I like that. I'm giving Mary Magdalene a high five because she was like, you wanted to do this differently, right? And I'm like, yes. And we, I love what we did here today. No notes, guys. God, it's so good. We are so good. You, us, we are so good. Yeah, what we did today. I couldn't have written down this well if I had spent weeks on it. I have no notes. Did not know what we were going to talk about today. Hi, Tens. Raising the roof. <laughs> good stuff. Okay. Woo. Okay. I love you guys. Okay, good. All right. Let's wrap up. It, it seems like we've been going on forever, but I realized that we got started so late. And now I see why we had those tech glitches. Yeah? That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. So we've been going just over an hour, I think now, and that feels good. Thank you so much. Yeah. I love you guys. Oh, Paige. I love you, sister. She's saying, I remember the first time I heard this big tears feel so much better with the truth. Truth. Yes. Let's make a difference. Yeah. Mm, I agree, Suzanne. She's saying a great co-creation of truth today. <sighs> yeah. I'm not sure I understand your question. Uh, this person, STEM Global, it looks like connection, is saying, is that why we are so many now? Uh, who's the we, I guess, in that question, please? Oh, you're welcome, Pat. She's saying, thank you, Jill, so grateful. Sorry, I'm not getting to all these awesome chats, you guys. Okay. Oh, I love you guys. Maria's asking, are the Akashic Records real? Uh, they are real, but there are levels of them that are that can definitely contain misinformation. Um, so you have to, well, you don't have to, it's good to know what you're looking for. And you guys just again, from the examples of the mistruths, the lies that we talked about earlier about, you know, the, the lie that time is an illusion, the lie that there's past lives, um, the lie that your next life would have to be it would have to be at all. <laughs> there would have to be a next life. And the idea that the next life would have to be in linear, somehow sequentially linear, right? And that they all stack up on top of each other, like books sitting on top on the table versus in reality, they're sitting on their spines next to each other. And you can zip back and forth your consciousness, not from our human self, but at the eternal self level, they're all happening at once. Okay. Um, so are the Akashic records real? Yes, they are, but they are filled with distortions with somebody that doesn't have the purity of their energy field, their own sense of discernment and innate wisdom to be able to read them and access them correctly. 
I don't go into the Akashic Records. I'm not, I'm, why don't I? They're not relevant to me. I, I don't find useful information there. Um, it's, I don't need it also. Yeah, but that's just me. I'm just saying what I do. Others may use it to great benefit. I know Akashic Record readers. I actually had a client slash friend slash retreat participant who studied uh, Akashic Record readings and I had a reading from her and I really liked it. Yeah, and then of course I'm always applying my discernment about what I agreed with and what I didn't, but I was impressed. I was like, hey, that, that was good stuff. Okay, all right. So let's see if STEM person responded again. Not yet. Okay, good. Sherry is saying, great message, Dill. Now I'm going to listen to Kuan Yin, which I missed Saturday. Oh, Sherry. Oh, you're going to love it. That So the Kuan Yin message, you guys, um, with the monthly members area, and I'm starting to slide into announcements, um, I share one special monthly members message a month. And in January, it was a lunar eclipse message. Yum, yum, yum. And for February it was the Quan. It turned out to be. I didn't have it planned, but it was a Quan Yin message that was really yummy and really great on multiple levels. But I, I want to say specifically, if somebody's having some challenges in their human relationships, <laughs> let's be honest, who isn't, <laughs> right? Not just maybe from a romance side, but even just like business relationships and just like this relationship is tricky with this person. I she really opened up the box and gave us more of her, you know, reminded us of our authority and all the gears that we have and all these things. I f and she did a chakra upgrade that was uh, yum. Yum. Okay, so I highly recommend that. And of course, it is only available to monthly members and you can join at any time. You can also cancel at any time. But I love what we're doing there in that in that uh, in that group. And I appreciate it. That steady stream of little amounts from from a growing number of people is I oh, I just feel so good because I do so much like this for free. I'm not even, I'm not even going to ask you for a donation. I don't even have a donation button. And it's not because I don't know how to put one on my site. It's because I don't want one on my site. So the monthly members is a great way for those of you that do benefit from our work and want even more resources um, and uh, appreciate the, the, uh, the uh, exchange, a healthy balance of exchange of energy. Uh, it's going really well. And it, yeah, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Good job, Maria. She was the one that asked about the Akashic Records. She said, uh, thank you, Jill. I was concerned about distortions. Blessings. Good. We should always be concerned about distortions. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right, you guys, we're going to wrap up right here. Okay. Announcements. Um, okay. And by the way, I apologize. Last week when I did my announcements, I forgot to mention that we were having the live message on Saturday. So I was really kind of bummed at myself at that. And then by the time I thought about it, I had already uploaded the video. Um, yeah, maybe it does pay to have at least some notes. <laughs> so um, the next monthly members live event will be March. Ooh, I think it's March 9th. Let me just look though and verify. Yeah. Mm, no. When is it? Oh, come on. I have it on here. No, I don't. Anyway, <laughs> if you decide to join in the monthly member site, there's already, I'll just go there. Damn it. <laughs> Why don't I know this? I should know this. Okay, hopefully my browser is going to move quick. Monthly members content at jillreneefeeler.com. Yeah, I don't have it posted yet. <sighs> okay, I didn't make the little link there. It's coming. <laughs> it's in March. 
<laughs> okay. Anyway, um, and then in terms of other events, we have the Boise Workshop coming at the end of April. Um, I love talking about time. I don't think I'll ever get tired of talking about time. It's just such a fun thing, and I love how that started off where we went today. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm excited about that A weekend of us hanging out together in a non-retreat environment, but in a workshop, play shop, mind-bending shop uh, where we can interact and have questions and do it in person. I won't have an online component because I'm too cheap to pay somebody to do the tech. And I don't like it when I've done live events. I can at the San Francisco event I hosted about a year and a half ago. Um, I was doing the online version and the in-person version. It distracts me from the in-person version. And the reason I'm going there is to be in person. So no, <laughs> I will record it though. And there will be an after event recording available. Okay, probably through a telesummit or something like that. Anyway, so if you want to come to Boise and hang out with me for a weekend, I would love to meet you in person. It's so fun to do those. And I'm, it's a great group already coming together. So please consider that. The Greece trip, um, I had the itinerary, I, you know, you go back and forth a lot. Well, you guys probably don't know. But when you're trying to host a travel experience, there's a lot of back and forth on the itinerary and okay now make this change and then and then we're almost there and then they forget and they take out like oh the didn't you want dinners for every and i'm like yes i want dinners for every day and they're like oh the local the local group took them out for half of them and i'm like okay they have to do it <laughs> so there's all these little tweaks that people make and i don't know why anyway this one is a very the grease trip is very powerful and we are going to some really really amazing places that the local guides, uh, the local agency doesn't even know about. They're like the Davies Cave. I, you know, we need like, um, we need like all wheel drive to get there. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, get it, <laughs> right? There's going to be less than 20 of us. That's two vans. I mean, duh. I mean, so what? What's the problem? So they keep wanting, you know, when you work with a travel agency and I'm not a travel expert, I'm not a travel agent. So I offer these because I want to, and it's, it's a lot of extra work to, it's a lot of work to put these together. But when we do them, they are so great that it's so worth it. And I love to travel with you guys, you guys in my audience already, right? You already know what we're doing, have a sense of this. You like to travel. We have so much fun together and you guys, we're cool people. <laughs> you and I, we are cool and we're fun to hang out with. Um, so the Greece trip, we are, they, I don't want to go to all their standard places. I'm not doing a brochure trip. I'm doing a customized trip based on where I am led that we go. And that has worked really well for me in the past. And I'm, it will work really well for us in the future. So I know I'm being maybe picky with them and I'm being difficult because I don't want to go where they want us to go. But <laughs> tough. <laughs> I'm the one organizing the trip. So anyway, uh, so the itinerary is just, uh, I'm very getting very impatient that I don't have it yet. Um, but it's not for lack of effort, you guys. And I do have the dates that I have. Um, the dates for the Greece trip, for those of you that already kind of know you want to go, um, and the ballpark figure for most of my trips is about 55 5,600 USD, uh, not including airfare to get back and forth. So just ballpark. Um, Greece, September 7th through October 9th, and it might be October 10th because I want to make sure we have enough days in Santorini as our treat at the end. Hello, Samson, to just sort of savor in the Santorini energy. Santorini is heaven on earth. Um, and then the Egypt trip, I'm also in intense, uh, you know, the itinerary planning and things like that on the Egypt trip. And the dates on that are 
oh, I'm sorry. So for the Greece trip, it's of 2019, okay? And then Egypt is 2020. It's so weird how I'm not being able to find everything just like right here. Oh, there we go. Okay, uh, January 10th, 2020 through January 21st, and it might be 24th. I'm still playing with... Um, I want to go to the Crystal Mountains. We didn't do that the last time we went to Egypt. And it feels very special and important for us. And I feel Goddess Isis going, yes, going, go, go, go. But it may not be this trip. But the guy that I'm working with as the travel agency, they don't have permits and they're special. Egypt is really, really uh, specific about which travel agencies have permits to allow you to go to different places in Egypt. It's not, anyway. Um, so the, the guy that I have, that I'm working with for the bulk of the trip, he doesn't have those permits, but other travel agencies do. And they just specialize in like the Western desert tours, two day tours, etc. So I found them and they do have the permits because that's basically the only trips they do. Um, but they want us to camp. <laughs> I don't like to camp. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a camping person. I know some of you are, but I, anyway, so he's trying to sell me on the idea of Jill, I think you guys want to camp. So, uh, uh, Kamed and I are having those email back and forths about, about his version of the two day to Crystal Mountain, but I'm glad I found somebody that has the permits and then we could add that onto the end of this trip. And then it could be an option, uh, an optional, uh, extension if you want to come on that or not, but I, I'm super excited to go there and hope I can work it out this time. Okay, um, April, the end of April is the workshop dates. I think it's the 27th and 28th that I know I do have on my calendar. Yeah, April, hey, I remember them too. April 27th, 28th of 2019, okay? So we've got lots offered here. We have a conversation with John Burgos coming up on February 27th. And I will have a special offer, obviously, for that, because that's that business model that they use. I still have special offer packages available through Carrie Murphy's Telesummit. Um, and those are the Zion Retreat recordings, which I highly recommend. That Actually, the Zion Retreat recordings are kind of similar to like the vibe that we had here. Um, it's got that Isis sort of... Um, Okay, let's help them remember this because this is good for them to know in their lives and in the afterlife. And it has that big picture kind of fun, like making like sense out of what really is going on and, and you know, calling out the BS and what isn't going on. Um, yeah, so the Zion recordings, if you like this, you probably love that. And I think there's actually some of the packages through Carrie's um, Straight Talk for the Soul, Telesummit, Jill Renee Feeler, um, where I have the discounted private sessions. Okay. All right. Did we cover everything? Is there anything that four days from now I'm going to go, damn it, Jill, why didn't you remember to say this? Just give me a moment. The only thing I'd regret saying is that, or that if I don't say it, is that I love you. <laughs> I love you guys. I do this because I love you. I love humanity and I love this reality. And I know there's a whole bunch not to love. I'm not, I'm not pretending it's not there, you guys. I see it too every day. Um, but there is a lot to love about being here. And I love to add even more to love about being here for yourself in your own life. <sighs> yeah. Okay. All right. I love you. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye for now. We'll see you next week. Um, yeah, I love you. Thanks, Paige. Thanks, everybody. Sorry I didn't get through all the questions. You guys are so awesome and interactive today. Um, 
please. <laughs> I appreciate it. If you liked this message, thank you for hitting like. Thank you for subscribing. If you are watching this on YouTube, I appreciate that. There's a whole bunch of algorithms that go on in terms of what gets shared and recommended to others in their feeds and things like that. And I don't pay for advertising. I don't I don't push my stuff out there. I just share it in my places. So if you enjoyed what you found here today and feel led to share it with others or recommend it or hit like or comment or whatever, it actually does help that algorithm. And my work and what you and I are co-creating together here, it helps it sort of bubble up on more people's radars. I'm not expecting it to go viral or anything because we don't fit the parameters of what would go viral. Most people are doing long form and they're not doing monologues like we do. Um, although what we do technically isn't a monologue, it's a multi-logue, multi-dimensional monologue. <laughs> a polylogue. <laughs> so funny. Okay, anyway, that was good. Um, anyway, so liking, sharing, subscribing, all those things helps those algorithms and I deeply appreciate it. And of course, if you feel like you got so much out of this that you want to join the monthly members and hand over 14 US dollars per month to me, I will gladly receive it in a balance of energy for me in all the things I do with no compensation whatsoever like this. So anyway, thank you. I appreciate it. Bye-bye for now.